Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It is me, Becky, and with me for this quick shot of romance episode is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. You're laughing over there because I didn't Mrs. Doubtfire. I did not Mrs. Doubtfire, but then it, but you made it seem like I'm a guest again. <laughs> right. Okay. Listen, I can only focus on one awkward content at a time. It's true. It's okay. I mean, I am the, I am the guest of your castle here. Oh, sweet Don't Jesus, someone stop. Um, <laughs> she's not a guest. Leah's not a guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'll tell you a funny story later at the end of the episode. Um, Carolina wants a title. Oh, she like, does contributor guest co-host and so i was like well come up with a fancy title and let me know i'll have to we'll have to think of something because we have right. a duchess we have a lady i know i don't i mean i have my sisters in suspense there you go that's true you do i don't know we'll have to think about this anyway sure because she can't be left out on this quick shot of romance <laughs> we are reviewing fake start by Jasmine Miller. This is, and we'll say it again, but this is book four in the Kings of the Water series. Yes, which is a water sport. It's very Olympic themed. It is very Olympic themed. And, and the like Olympics are in going like, on. They're in like the, the middle of like swimming competitions right now. So it's very like. We're like on point tonight. We are on point. This never happens. I mean. It was a happy accident. It was really a happy accident. Okay, Leah, um, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Okay. You know that awkward moment when your agent tells you to fake date your best friend's sister so you can get the endorsement deal of your dreams? No, call me crazy for considering it, but why not? Daisy's my friend after all, and I've gotten quite close to her and her two awesome boys over the last few years since her douche nozzle husband divorced her. She loves it when I flirt with her. So we could carry it off, couldn't we? An endorsement deal with Locke Performance has been my goal ever since I was little, and it would be one of the biggest accomplishments in my professional swimming career, something I'd want desperately. But what I didn't expect from this fake start was to want something else, someone, just as desperately. How do I make sure I don't lose both? And let me just say, I love the fact that she uses douche nozzle in her blurb. Yeah, I didn't even realize that until you read it. I'm like, that's hilarious. It's hilarious. Now, if it was douche nugget, that would have taken it like over the top. But douche um, nozzle is a close second. It is kind of a close second. So the release date on this book is June 25th of 2021. It is part of Kindle Unlimited. Mm -hmm. uh, tropes, best friends, sister, single mom, friends to lovers, reverse age gap, slow burn, friend group, fake relationship um it's what else oh it was produced by an indie author because some people were asking for indie author publishing books for oh, yeah. summer reading challenge so ah yes it isn't she is an indie author and it's a water sport because some random person on our bingo cards thought water sport was a really good prompt there is a whole bunch of water sport books though i found them yeah but they weren't exactly easy to find. You had to look. I did. I did have to look. I didn't. I didn't want to make it easy. Right. That was what you were doing. 
Because, you know, um, nine bingo cards and all. So this is about a steam level of three. It is book four in the Kings of the Water series. Um, I'm going to be very transparent. I read book one, book two, book three is a trope I don't like. <laughs> and so I kind of skipped it and went to book four. So these can be read, I feel like, as standalones. I think so. Like, I I mean, I read them in order because that's the way I roll and I like to do that. But if you had come in at book four, because I feel like somebody we know did that and they said that it it held up, like they weren't confused by anybody else. It might have been Minnesota Hockey Mom. It might have been. It might have been Heather. So let's just kick this off. Let's start with, first of all, um, this is a fake relationship trope. Uh, I think this is actually one of the best fake relationship friends to lovers version of that that I've read in a long time. I agree. Cause I mean, they have known each other for a few years and they are both attracted to each other. Like there's never been that, like there wasn't this like defining moments, like all of a sudden, like a switch flipped and like they had that, like they both had that attraction, but Daisy was dealing with her divorce and the aftermath of the divorce and raising her boys and all that stuff. And Hunter, like he was always there. Like he was there to help out. There's part of like their friend group and Hunter at the same time, like he was always had this like simmering attraction to Daisy, but at the same time, like she was going through her divorce. Like he was helping with the kids help. Like, and so they both knew there was not an appropriate time for them to act on it before like this fake relationship happened well i think that there's enough flirty banter with them in the beginning of the book before it takes the turn to the fake relationship mm -hmm. that it just makes sense and kind of like you said she, they socialize in the same circle there's always been this little chemistry bantering but it's just never been the right time and if it and if the timing had never happened i think they still would have remained flirty fun friends Right. Well, and Hunter is part of this swim group that Daisy's younger brother is part of. And I believe he is book one, if I remember. No, correctly. he's book um he is book three. Oh, he is book three. Her brother is book three. Oh, um it's I his my, I have my order mixed up. That's okay. Book one is, we'll get down to all the different books, but yeah, he's anyway. book three. He's the one who's okay. the second chance romance. Oh, okay. I, I remember now. Anyway. But so, but they have known each other for a long time, but part of it too, is there was that age gap. Like Daisy is older, a few years older than them. Like she was married. She had kids, like their whole like dynamic was very different for a really long time. Well, and he also was in the midst of training and focused, you know, he's an Olympic leveled swimmer. Mm -hmm. He was training for the Olympics. He's training for nationals. And anybody who knows anything about Olympic level athletes, when it's they're intense, it's intense and they're focused on their training. And a lot of times life and family and the world around them is ignored because of mm -hmm. the intensity of their training. And I felt like that felt on par to the story and to how things developed with Hunter. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about Daisy a little bit. I love her. I made her a book bestie. Mm -hmm. She's smart and thoughtful. She is a nurse at a pediatric hospital yes. um, because that's plays into her brother's story a little bit, but mm -hmm. 
you know, she's a dedicated mom. She really doesn't have a lot of time in her life for the BS from the ex. Uh, But she's just very thoughtful and considerate. And um, she's just, she's a good mom and a good lady. She is. And one thing I liked about this book too is the kids were very present. And I have to say, like, I read a single parent book not too long ago and the, and the kid was only on page maybe three or four times the entire book. And it bothered me because I mean, he was, I don't remember if it was the mom or the dad, but it was a single parent book. And it's like, but the kid wasn't part of the book. Like, isn't that a big part of like their life? But like with Daisy, like the boys were so much a part of their story and their relationship with Hunter was a huge part of the story also. And I love the way Jasmine Miller tied all of that in with their relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, cause there's a big moment for me, the moment there's a moment in the story where Hunter in his excitement for this contract that he's pursuing, and we'll get to that in a minute, he kind of forgets all the things in his life, Daisy mm-hmm. or Daisy and the boys. Right. And she just, Daisy has this moment of just acceptance that she's not a priority and that her boys aren't necessarily a priority either in that moment. And it really mm-hmm. resonated with all of us, especially as a mom, you know, cause, yeah. and I don't have that in my relationship, but you know, with friends, you have your single friend and they, you know, Oh, let's do this. And you're like, Oh, you know, we can't, we have, you know, something at school that night or something. And they're like, okay. And they just move on. And you're like, "Mm, okay. Uh, Yeah. Well, and I think part of it too is in her marriage, that was always the situation. She was never a priority. The boys were never a priority and she doesn't want to go back into a relationship where that occurs. Like the boys are the most important thing to her. And she wants whoever is part of their life full-time in that role, like the boys need to be the most important thing also. I did want to shake her a little bit at that moment because I wanted her to speak up for herself. I wanted her to find her voice and look at Hunter and go, hey, that's supposed to be the weekend you promised the boys. Um, But again, how many times... With mom guilt, do we swallow it and don't say anything and just are like, you know, I think it's a problem women in general have, you know? I think so too. But I think that, I think part of the issue with it there, she was just so used to being like, okay. Yeah. She just was used to that. That was part of like her natural reaction. Yes. It bothered her. Yes. Like it was a huge issue for her, but she was just so used to acquiescing and saying, okay. And so I don't think it was, it was almost unnatural for her to stand up for herself in that moment. But when he realized what he did and why, like, well, and I really like how the author handled this. mm -hmm. I really loved that. It made me fall a little more in love with Jasmine Miller because it wasn't, it didn't play out in the typical way. It felt natural. It Mm -hmm. felt like that's how it would be in real life that you would say something to another wife or another female friend. And then she's going to say something to her husband mm-hmm. or boyfriend. And he's going to look at his friend and go, what the heck, dude, are you rescheduling? What's going yeah. on with this? 
So I felt like that was so incredibly well done. It wasn't typical, it but it made sense. And it mm-hmm. just, because then instead of her having to come to him and be like, you know, it causing some big emotional blow up that third act breakup kind of thing. It was more of him being like, crap, I got some making up to do here. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think in that moment too, though, like he recognized even more so because like he knew the situation with the ex, but I think in that moment when he is basically told you're being a douche nozzle, like he recognized like the fact that she's so used to this happening. That's why she doesn't say anything. anything. So he's, he notices like, this is my mistake. This is my error. I need to fix this so that she feels more comfortable coming to me the next time it happens. Yeah. So let's talk about Hunter a little bit. He really is the quintessential good guy. He is. He's such a good guy. He's so nice. And he, when he has that like time, he drops everything to help his friends and everybody in their group and drops everything to help Daisy's boys. And he, he just is so nice and not it just nice. He's a nice guy. He is a super nice guy. He does wear his emotions on his sleeve a little bit too. Um, Mm -hmm. he definitely is a more emotional character than we typically see in a hero, in a male, in a romance. Um, Mm -hmm. but he is an athlete. So you sometimes expect the athletes to be like a little more alpha He had alpha tendencies. He was very focused and very determined, but there's just this good guy mentality Mm -hmm. that you don't often see. And I thought it was just really well done. And it's a believable good guy. It is believable. And then there's that one piece of the storyline that is his driving factor for this entire endorsement. But I don't want to say what it is because it's, it's kind of a big spoiler. But this one thing in his life is a driving factor, but he holds what happened very close to the vest. Like he has been involved in these people's lives for a really long time and they don't know why this endorsement is important to him. Like he, he has this motivation, but he doesn't want to share it with anybody. And so when he finally does, like it just, it makes his whole being like more understandable. Like he is doing this for, an emotionally sound reason. Yeah. Well, and we get a small glimpse of his family and his mom is one of those that kind of collects people. She, you know, they're having a birthday party and the whole friend group is there. She's Mm -hmm. holding the babies, the boys, Daisy's boys are included. They call her grandma. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just very sweet. And you see why Hunter is a little bit the way he is. It's he was raised to be a very respectful and thoughtful person. He, and I do think, was, yeah. And I do think the spoiler thing we're not talking about also allows some empathy and changes mm-hmm. kind of who he was in his direction. I will say too, if you read this as a whole series, Hunter shows amazing growth yeah. through the books, and it only—I think it goes over what, like a year and a half, two years, maybe three, um, three max, because you figure the baby from the first book was walking and talking was walking and talking so at least two but talking fairly decently so probably closer to three yeah it was just really well well done um so we're closing in on time here so let's do a brief roundup of kings of the water it's a four book series Mm -hmm. 
And it covers it, a lot of different tropes. It really does. Really well done tropes, too. It does. Um, yes. Book one is a surprise pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And book two is a secret baby opposites attract. And in the series, that is my favorite book. I mean, it? it's a secret baby, but it is, but it's a well done secret baby. I the like the way heroine, it's done. Yeah. The heroine in that well, book, she is just everything. She is. And I just, and honestly, I like Jace as a hero too. Like he is, he's very centered and he's thrown into this secret chaos. baby yeah. chaos, but he, he takes it in stride. Like he really does. Like he, you can tell he is struggling and you can tell like he is completely out of his element, but like it, it works well. Yeah. Um, the third book is a second chance romance, uh, childhood sweethearts. Yes. Um, and then, yeah. And it's fine. Just not my favorite. I, but I think with it, the, the reasoning behind the breakup, and the reasoning for the the distance, like it's frustrating, but it makes sense at the same time because it just it's heartbreaking that the reason that they had broken up and she stayed away, like it just it's heartbreaking that that's a reality. It was definitely a more emotional. People... It was definitely mm-hmm. a more emotional read, but it was second chance anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do feel like I should say. This reads differently and has a different feel than a typical sports romance because it's an individualized sport, even though they're kind of a team, mm-hmm. they're not really a team. Um, well, and so I think part of it too, though, is a lot of the, the sports romance books we read, like the males are alpha, they're very sexualized, like they're very they're not, they're not, I don't want to say one dimensional, but like when you read a sports romance, you kind of know what you're getting with most heroes. Right. And none of these heroes fit into that box. Like none of them were promiscuous. None of them were, um, like they didn't have one night stands on a regular basis. Like, well, Hunter did in the beginning of the series, but he shows a lot of growth and we don't always see that through a sports well, but series. He's also the young out of the four of them. He is the youngest. Yeah. But I also again, think, like in three years, like a lot happens. I also think that this series too, what it does well is it shows that these are ap- ath- Olympic level athletes, but they also have other things going on. For example, Jason, his book, he's an investment broker and he's worth millions. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy from the first book has um an mba and is still working on businesses and you know like i think he funded a tech company or something that's well and they also like like the first two books like they're retiring they're starting this new swim school like this they're like they're creating this whole new business for themselves to like they were those athletes, but they are making more for themselves after yeah. the fact. Yeah. It wasn't solely and retirement. Wasn't the end of like yeah. their chosen career. It was just the next step in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get down to our questions. Uh, did you like this book? I did like this book. I like the fact that it's not your typical sports romance because of the way the books played out. I like the fact that swimming is not your typical book that you're going to read about either. I like, I like that Jasmine Miller was like, I'm going to have them swim because not everybody writes about swimming. Right. 
Um, I really liked it very much, actually. Uh, I really liked this whole series for the most part, and I would, well, we'll get to that. Um, who would typically like this book, Leah? Um, anyone who likes a good friend group in a sweet but steamy moments read. Um, yes, I do think, though, this is low angst, so it's a really mm -hmm. nice, easy read. Great for by the poolside, great characters, um, and it's just a quick read, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're so not, they're not the super long. The pacing is very fast. Well, and they're not, like, but they don't feel, like, short. It's not rushed. It's not no. a rushed story. Um, they just, it has a good pacing. We're not losing big gaps of time. Right. Um, would you recommend this book? I would recommend this book. And I found a Jasmine Miller with book one. And I think I've read everything on her backlist since. And I have recommended her to um, part of our book hive already. So uh, me, actually, did like, I Becky, recommend read it this. to you? I couldn't remember. Yes, it was either you or Heather <laughs> did. Um, and I would totally recommend this. I've been recommending it to our summer reading challenge bingo mm -hmm. players. Well, and they're because like, it feels a square. Water sport. I'm like, <laughs> friend group, water sport, fake relationship, reversed age gap, like, we are pretty much handing you these bingo squares. I mean, people. you could probably fill an entire card with just this series. Oh yeah, you totally could. <laughs> you totally could. Um, so yeah, I think that's all we have for now. Uh, this is dropping during week 10 of Summer Reading Challenge. We still have four weeks it's been go. so much fun though it's been um, so much fun it's so much fun i'm gonna be sad when it's gone although it will be a little less work <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast we'll see you next time happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review if you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.